Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Words that you use, particularly self, those are kind of foundational things, you know? And as much as anything, you know, they have to just be emphasized and you have to have an awareness about those all the time. And then the day-to-day things, you know, you, you can ask yourself that, you know, is, are we staying true? You know, be better than last year uh, and, and win and, you know, be a top four seed and, you know, uh, being a playing team is not an option. Talking, I'm just ready to play. I mean, we were already a really good offense, but I feel like our offense is going to go to a whole another level, uh, which is really scary. And then our defense, which needed to improve, is going to improve there, too. So I'm just excited to start playing. And, um, and then all the, all the work we've done over the summer is going to show. Welcome in Hawks fans, it's your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for more Believe in the Hawks content. We are back again and this time NBA Media Day has come and gone, which means the Hawks had their media day and now they begin training camp as they get ready for the preseason, then towards later in the month when they start the regular season as a big, big time for Hawks fans. Basketball is almost back. You can feel the excitement in the air for just basketball fans in general and obviously for Hawks fans as well. To see what this team looks like, new system, full offseason under Schneider, you know, and just kind of get an idea for what maybe this season could potentially be for the squad. You know, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, regardless if you're listening to audio or on YouTube, on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, connect other Hawks fans so they can see this. If it's audio, leave a review. If it's on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, all all that definitely definitely tune in definitely uh support the show trying to give this content to you guys because of believe giving me the platform so we're gonna like i said we're gonna be on top of hawks coverage uh all year long as their season gets ready to go and we have a lot to get into today so let's go ahead and dive right into it oh yeah by the way follow me on twitter Bryce underscore 2K. If you watch this on YouTube, you can see it down below. If you are listening through audio, B-R-I-C-E-Y underscore 2K if you want to keep up with my takes on there. But like I said, let's get into it. Let's let's see what's going on. So media day has come and gone. You know, that's the that's the time of the year where guys are able to come and you know ask questions about the upcoming season, see how excited you are, see what's what's to come potentially uh coming up. And you know, for me. It's a, it's a time to really understand maybe what the vision of this team is. And I'm, I'm going to start with Quinn Schneider because obviously there's been a lot made of the fact that, you know, he finally, you know, has his system. He has his coaches. We get to see what his vision of this team is and how the team responds to that. You know, you've heard players be excited about it, excited to see what comes from it. And, you know, as you heard at the beginning of the video, you know, the biggest thing for Snyder is, is pretty much a foundation. Quinn Schneider is a guy who has an attention to detail that you need to really be able to coach at this level. I think a lot of NBA coaches sometimes don't have that. Like everybody thinks they have attention to detail, but they really don't. That's why sometimes when you're watching the game, if you're a fan of any team in the league, you kind of watch the game and sometimes say, why are we not doing this? This makes more sense. The great coaches make those changes. The coaches that don't have that type of attention, the detail don't and then you get frustrated with the product that you see on the floor which can result in 
season's not going the way that maybe they were planned, which you maybe thought was going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. So he, he, he talked about a few things in, in media day. Um, first thing he talked about was a commitment to defense, which I think is really big. The Hawks had one of the best offenses in the game last year, especially when Snyder took over. They had a top offense. They could score with any team in the league. The big issue with this team was defense. That was the overall big issue. This team couldn't stop anyone. Like, literally, you know, if you watched the playoffs last year, a lot of those series, especially when you got the game six and seven, because teams know each other, you played long enough against each other, you're, you're aware of what um, the team's trying to do. At that point, it's about effort. It's about commitment. And you saw low-scoring games. The Hawks were not good enough defensively last year to even have that. So if a team did that to the Hawks, they couldn't do it back to the other team. And you kind of could see that, like I said, under Snyder, where if they weren't scoring, it was it was tough. I mean, every Boston game, basically, outside of the first two games, was almost a shootout because of that. So he mentioned he wants a commitment to defense from the guys. So that's something that, you know, for the, for the Hawks, if they're able to keep that same offense of efficiency, those same offensive numbers that they had from last year, and then you're able to add defense on top of that, that can mean some really big big things for this team moving forward as, you know, they're trying to, you know, take that next step. He also mentioned Jalen and AJ. He mentioned, again, commitment. It's not just about skills, about their commitment as well to the defensive side of the ball. If they're committed, then they're going to be put in a good position to be successful. Uh, We still, I don't think, as far as I know, we have a true idea of who the starting four is going to be coming out of them, his uh, media day uh, appearance. It sounds like he, like I said, he's just excited uh, for for what t- to come and what hole they have to fill there with John Collins leaving, which a lot of players did say during media day that John Collins was the heart and soul of the team. He was a guy who was always vocal, and that's something I knew about John. It was something that you know people like to underrate, but it's always important to have a guy like that. And Trey and Dejounte know they have to step up into that role, and even other guys maybe can even do that. You know, they added guys like Patty Mills and and, and Wesley Matthews to kind of help with with that, you know, leadership, with that teaching and that growth. Because like, as you also heard during a lot of people's conversations, this is a young team. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I've been saying this for years. This is a young team. This is not a team that has a bunch of 28, 29, 30, 31-year-olds. They, they have still a lot of guys, their top players, in their mid-20s. So they're, they're still entering that prime of their, of their career. So they're just now getting to that point. One interesting comment Quinn Snyder made was about Trey Young playing off ball. He And this is something I've been trying to point out to people. You know, people think playing off ball is easy. It's, it's something that's simple. You just got to do it, right? There's a lot more that goes into it. It's, it's an attention to detail. He said, we're excited for Trey to play off ball. But he also mentioned Trey... He basically was like, well, Trey could be like, well, okay, if I'm playing off ball, what exactly do you want me to do? What exactly are you wanting me to, to do? And I think that's something that I think we don't ask ourselves when we talk about Trey Young playing off ball. You know, is it, do you want him to cut do you want him to run around? Do you want him to come on screens? What exactly are we asking Trey Young to do when he plays off ball? 
it's not it's just simple. It's just playing off ball. Like there has to be like a what is what is the goal of him playing off ball? Like what do we want him to do? Quinn said that's something that they're going to have to figure out because they want to play him off ball, but they have to know what we plan to do with him while he's off ball to make him effective. I felt like under Nate McMillan, he just kind of just said, we're going to play off ball. And then I guess Trey was just like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? You know, and I, and I feel like Nate never had an answer. Quinn told me from that comment alone, he's already thinking about ways he can use Trey off ball. And that's kind of what you want. He talked about DeAndre Hunter in his post game. He said DeAndre, he wants him to work more from the block, potentially. You know, and I think that's something that's interesting. DeAndre's pretty much been at either he drives to the rim, layup, dunk, mid-range, or he tries to take threes. But that's a lost art in this game is the, is the, from the block, a post game. And DeAndre is a very strong guy. Like, he's a very strong kid. Like, he's not, you know, white. And so maybe he feels like DeAndre, you know, it, it, him being more of a physical player, maybe him playing from the post, especially with the mid-range that he has, that could potentially be something that could be effective for this offense. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if that actually is really brought into the offense. And then, like I said, at the beginning of the video, he talked about having a, founda- a foundation. And Landry Fields even mentioned this too. The Hawks believe a lot of their improvement can come from within. They believe that their improvement can come internally. They, they basically, to me, what I got from them talking about the team and what they expect is that they both feel like there's a, there's, there, are, there are habits, there are certain commitments that the team hasn't made the last couple of years, which has led to the, the lack of success that maybe some people who watched the Hawks thought they were going to have. And the thing is, is that if you don't have those foundational, you know, pieces and you have a foundation set and an identity because that's something DeJounte Murray if you watched his media day uh he mentioned identity a couple of times uh, having an identity which I feel like the Hawks have lacked you know if you don't have that you can have talent but it won't equal the success you think it'll equal I've asked that question for the last two years what is the Hawks identity they didn't have one what is the culture? They didn't have one. The team felt very random a lot. It felt like there wasn't a, a standard set under Nate McMillan that they were saying, regardless of what happens, we know we are this kind of team. It's why a team like the Miami Heat, regardless of how their regular season goes, can be a threat because they know every year we're going to play defense, we're going to be physical, and we're going to try to have, and we're going to try to play smart. So regardless of, 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 of what happens, we know who we are regardless. And sometimes you, if you play the right team, whose philosophy or is, 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 is not a positive against you, or they're out of whack or they're not in sync, you can win those games or you can even win those series because you have a strong identity that you know who you are and you know what you can do to win for your team, but they don't. And that's why Denver won. They built a culture, built an identity. And it's not something that's going to come quickly. It's not something that's going to come like in a year. Sometimes it takes years 
as Michael Malone mentioned, it took years to get to that point. You just had to get the right guys in place with the right values and the right culture, and then you could take make that run, which Denver did. And that's what they're trying to do right now with the Hawks. They're trying to establish that specifically. They're trying to get a culture started here. So there's a lot of things that they feel like they can build from within that can then lead to more success on the floor. You know, because like I said, you can bring in talent, but if there's no identity, if there's no coaching, there's we've seen coaching limit teams. That's one of the reasons why Mike Bootenhoser was fired. People outside of the championship year, a lot of people felt like Mike Bootenhoser held the Bucks back because of his coaching. You know? Like, like you, you, you want you, you need a coach that's going to maximize his players. That's something Quinn had mentioned as well as just like figuring out, you know, well, what works for this team and what doesn't. We can scheme up and do all this, but if it don't work for the team, then it's not going to work. He mentioned an example in summer league. He talked to Antonio Lang, the summer league head coach, with the rookies and the summer league team, and said he wants him to try different things. And Lang was looking at him like, well, well, why would we do that, coach? And he's like, trust me, just do it. I want to see it. Let me see if it works. Because sometimes something might sound crazy, but it might work for the team. Now, obviously, it's summer league, and a lot of those guys are not going to be playing you know, on the roster. Uh, but it's, 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 it's almost like a testing ground. You know, preseason's coming up. Snyder might play around with some lineups. You know, his biggest thing is he's trying to formulate a system in a, in a, in a unit that works cohesively. And if they can do that, then they feel like they can find some success. You know, I, I feel like that he knows that, listen, it's going to be tough. It's a grind. It's a long season. You're not going to be great all the time, but if you can build good habits and kind of build that identity, it'll get you where you need to go. Trey Young mentioned it a couple of times in media day about consistency. He said, we just got to be consistent. We can't be good for two, three games and then fall off three games. Like, listen, it's NBA stuff can happen, but like one of the biggest issues the Hawks have had under David Miller is consistency. They were not a consistent team at all. And that's another thing that I think they feel like they can build here. They can, they can create consistency within the team and within the roster. And they think that can lead to a more of a, um, you know, you have more consistency, at least more success. So, you know, I, I think Media Day was a good a good look at, you know, how those things went and, and kind of an idea of what they see as potentially coming up. And then DeJounte even said it in his, in his uh, presser. He said, playing is not an option. Top four seed. That's already setting an expectation. To be a high seed, you really got to be committed to what you what you do and, and know what kind of team you are to do that. This sounds like a team that's going to try to play hard for all 82 games. And that's realistically what, what you need to do to do it. Either you're just that much better than everybody else or you play harder than everybody else and you can win games off that plus if you have talent. That's something, remember, two years ago, two seasons ago, don't forget Trey Young said it's regular season one. Kind of already told you right there, regular season not being taken seriously. 
under Quinn Snyder, it's a different tone. We're trying to be a top four seed. We're trying to be consistent. Playing is not an option. They're setting a tone. Jante's stepping up as a leader. Trey's trying to step up as a leader. And those types of things are going to be what could be a big deal for this team, especially with, like I said, a lot of young guys down the line. You know, one interesting tidbit was Kyle Korver. They said he's very much involved in player development. I know, you know, Seth Lundy and Gay and, you know, guys like that have been talking about, like, what he's done for him, for them. You know, Kyle Korver, even though he's like the assistant GM kind of basically, he's very much involved in player development. You know, he, he listen, he's one of the best shooters in the game that ever played. So he's one of the perfect guys to get advice from. You know, especially when you have Quinn Snyder who wants to get up a lot of threes, what better guy to learn from than Kyle Korver? You know, and I think that that's big. Um, just just the fact that there has been such a commitment to development. Landry Fields mentioned it in, uh, when he talked about just the development, developing every day. Again, something that they feel like they lacked the last two years was development. Now they feel like we want development in every facet with every person that comes into contact with these players from the coach to assistant coach, from the strength coach to the shooting coach to all types of defensive coach, even Kyle Corver. We want to see consistent development. We want guys to reach their potential. We want guys to show us, you know, we're going to give you the, the, the base to be better. Now, will you be better? That's something that I think is really, really important for this team. Because, again, that standard is being set, a standard that hasn't been set here in a few years. So, Quinn actually made also another good uh, comment. He mentioned that his system was not fully implemented last year. He really kind of made it seem like it really wasn't implemented that much at all. So, the fact that... um, this year is the chance for him to do that. I'm going to be very interested to see how this team plays offensively out the gate. Sometimes when you're trying to do something new, that's something that may not click immediately, especially when you're going through such a figuring out process. But it's something that can at least, if you if you see some good things, you can continue to build off that as the season progresses. Obviously, when the season starts, we all know practice is not as you know common. Like you try to practice, but... You know, a lot of the times, since it's a long season anyway, you try to have light practices sometimes just, you know, not to wear the players out. So, like I said, people are very interested to see, you know, we hear about the system a lot with Quinn Snyder, what that's going to look like this year. How does that impact Trey? How does that impact DeJounte? How does that impact Akangu, Jalen Johnson, A.J. Griffin, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter? How does that impact all those guys? What will we see from this offense that could be great or could, you know, just be good? You know, I don't think this offense is going to fall off from last year. I think it would probably be – if it could maybe be a little bit not worse, which is not that bad, or it could be better, or it could be around the same. Biggest thing you really want to see is is, is cohesion, ball movement probably, because I know they preach that. I know they want to have ball movement. They don't want the stagnant ISO offense. You know, I know people were kind of up and on about what John Collins said, mentioning that he's, he's you know – thankful to play with guys who have a sense of team ball um, to paraphrase. And, you know, for me, I'm 
you got to understand for his perspective, he felt like he could have contributed more for this team and felt like he wasn't put in position to do that. So I'm not surprised that he made a comment like that. Like, you know, and everybody who talked about John during media day was pretty much positive about him. I mean, there's no hard feelings, I think, between him and the players. I just think overall, you know, like I said, it was a little bit different in Atlanta but those last few years that he was here. It just wasn't cohesive to him and what he felt like he could have done for this team. So we shouldn't be mad at him for being upset or making a comment like that because, I mean, realistically, he feels like I could have did more and I feel like I wasn't put in a position to do that. You know, thing about Quinn's offense is there's, there's a lot of, like I said, ball movement because there's a lot of space. That's why I think, you know, you got guys like Ayaki Akangu working on the three ball. You got guys like DeJounte Trey working on their three ball. They they want spacing because they feel like with the type of offense they can be, spacing will lead to easier shots, can lead to a much more flow, a better flow on the offensive end of the ball, which then can lead to more success. And then, like I said, he, if, he, if they if the Hawks commit to defense, and that's not something that can just do happen overnight, but it's something that you have to commit to on a day-by-day basis, then in that situation, then you're able to then take that next step and be able to go up you know, in, in, in the, uh, in the seeds in the Eastern conference. Cause like I said, offensively, they were great defensively is where they need to make a lot of improvement. So, you know, obviously spacing is going to be important in defense for this, for this team on both ends of the ball, you know, and Bogdanovich, you know, he gave an update. He said he was healthy. He said he was ready to go. Um, he said, you know, he's he's ready to carry over the play he had from FIFA to the league. I mean, if you watch Bogey during the uh, FIFA tournament, he was he looked great. He looked spry. He had a lot of lift. Shot looks good. I mean, he, I mean, if we're getting that Bogey. If we're getting 20, 20 uh the Eastern Conference Final Year uh Bogey, I mean, that's that's that was peak Bogey for us. I mean, he he could get hot with some of the best of them. And if we can get that, that would be I think huge for this team because again he'll probably be considered the sixth man for this team this year again so if he could give him that if they if he can give them that type of production that he was able to give fifa obviously he was a starter and he was the best player on that team um you know but now in his role here at the hawks if he could give them a resemblance of that that would be big for bogdanovich and just for the bench unit as a whole as they want to continue to bench mob and then also jalen johnson you know, people, people are really excited. I've said it multiple times. They are really excited about Jalen Johnson. They're super excited about what's to come, what's going to happen, what he's going to look like going into the season. He is a guy who people just think has so much potential. People think he could be a star player. I think he could be a star player. And now we get to see all the work they put in over the offseason, all the, all the you know, communication he's had with Snyder, what Snyder told him what they want him to be for this team. It will be extremely interesting to see what his role is. I think the biggest thing is just, is he going to be a starter or not? We don't know. He might go with Bay. I mean, people have even flirted with the idea they may start Hunter at the four and then go with Bay at the three, just for shooting, just to add more shooting to that lineup, and then have Jalen be a part of uh, the bench unit with Bogey, AJ, Jalen, and Ayeka. And then, you know, and, and kind of let that be your, be your unit, you know? I mean, we'll, we'll have to see, like I said, I mean, as far as we know, we know who the, the we think the same four guys, Hunter, Trey, DeJounte, and Clint are going to start. Uh, I know uh, Hawks, Hawks fan TV, uh, sorry, you know, he asked, 
you know, Landry, like, is Yucca going to start? Is that in the plans? And he said, that's a Quinn question. And now Quinn never gave us an indication, but I mean, you know, Quinn's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Quinn decides to do with that center position. I mean, like I said, Yucca's entering a crucial, crucial year for, for this team. Big year for this team. So I think people are going to be curious to know what he does. Um, I know DeAndre Hunter made us a little, a little bit of waves uh, being asked about what has he worked on this year. Also by Hawks fan TV, I believe. And basically he said he didn't work on none. And obviously, like Brad Rowland said, I mean, knowing Dre, that's Dre. He's, he, that's how he is. <laughs> that doesn't mean he hasn't worked on anything. Like, that's just that's just who he is as a person. Uh, I'm sure DeAndre, like I said, was told last year by Quinn and them, what, what we need you to improve, what we need you to work on, what we need you to keep getting better at. And, you know, I think he worked on that to try to be able to do that. If they said, hey, we might post you up more, DeAndre might have been working on more of a post-up game this year, which that may make him a more effective offensive player. You know, I, I think there's so many things that came out of that media day that I think a lot of people are excited about that you heard. You feel like, okay, there there's some good things here that we can build off of. There's some good things here that we can improve. There's some good things here that is exciting, I think, as a team to see. Um, and now that we just we just gotta we just gotta be able to see it. Uh you know, everybody had, had good energy. Everybody was as was playing at a high level. Like I said, camp's going on right now. You've already seen some highlights. I kind of want them to do what the Falcons kind of did during camp. Each day at camp, they post like a little, like almost two-minute compilation of like just highlights of the day. Kind of want the Hawks social media team to do that just to give us more insight. And, but at the same time, I mean, maybe Quinn's like, listen, you can post snippets, but I don't want us posting too much because, like I said, you're trying to learn something, develop something. Maybe you don't want to give away anything. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're not really going to give away anything, but, you know, you never know. Maybe maybe the Hawks social media team feels like that's not necessary. I, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, I know, like I said, it seems like camp, you know, like I said, has gotten started. Uh, there was a good drill earlier um, of Bogey running. Snyder had him running, had, had, him, had him coached up. You know, he's like, listen, we got to move. Like, Quinn Snyder wants a fast pace. He wants boom, 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 boom. Like he said last year, pass, drive, or shoot. That's all. That's, that needs to be every time you get the ball in your fans. Pass, drive, or shoot. He wants quick decisions because it puts pressure on the defense to now make a decision how you're going to guard them, and they're not giving them time to be able to set a particular defense up to stop what you're trying to do. So, you know, that that in of itself was big, too, uh, kind of seeing that, hearing that. So, like I said, exciting, exciting times, man. Like, you know, I think going into the season, I, I, I think just a lot of people don't don't know. They don't know what to expect from the Hawks. They don't know what the Hawks are going to be. They don't know what what um they're going to end up being. Like, you heard Dejounte feel like we're going to be a top seed. You know, Trey mentioned being a top seed. You know. Is that possible? You know, you think Boston, Milwaukee are the two top teams in in the game. Uh, not the game. That's cap. <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. Um, 
and then after that, it's kind of like, well, what, what is the East? Harton came back today, so that could potentially be something. Um, I, he could also pull a Brooklyn and and Houston and come come to work and just completely, you know, don't basically doesn't put forth the effort that he needs to. So that situation could change into something else. But I mean, I guess Philly, I mean, Cleveland, I mean, you got to assume they're going to be around. I mean, Knicks were good last year. You expect them they maybe to be still consistent. Um, the East is kind of wide open, I feel like, basically. So it really just depends on, you know, the Eastern Conference, but it also depends on the Hawks. And you also heard Trey and them mention that too. Like, it's it's about us. It's about what we can do. You know, they had, a guy asked them, like, how do you football the changes in the East? And they were just kind of like, I mean, good for them. But, you know, we believe in what we can do here. We believe we put in the work and we put in what we need to do to be successful. We're we going to be able to win. We're going to be able to win and go and be there at the end with the rest of them. I mean, and that's kind of the belief you want to have. You want to, like I said, set up that foundation to be able to to do something like that. You know? So, overall, I, I think coming out of Hawks Media Day, the biggest takeaways for me is that there's, there's a culture and a foundation being built here that we haven't had. And that in and of itself could lead to internal imp- improvement from players and just an entire play style uh, effort and everything in general. And then that can be what leads to more wins. And then we'll see what that ends up putting the Hawks at. I mean, there's, you know, we really don't know uh, how it's going to end, but that could be how it ends for this team. So um, that would be big to see if that's something they can commit to. Like I said, the Hawks have developed a lot of bad habits over the last few years that it's not easy to break overnight. It takes time. I know people want the process to be quick, but it's never quick. You got to be patient. Quinn Snyder talked about it. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Got to be patient. It takes time. You're going to go through ups and downs. But if you can persevere and get through it, as long as you're ready to go by playoff time, man, that's all that matters. You, you Like I said, Heat showed that last year. Boston showed that two years ago with Ime. Got swept the year previously. Brought in Ime. Brought in a culture. Brought in an identity. Boom. Now they're a finals team. Sometimes it's it's just as simple as just putting the foundational things in place for the team to grow from, and that can lead to more success overall. That's one thing that I always say is good about Tom Thibodeau. We sometimes say, you know, he has a ceiling maybe as a coach, especially offensively for his teams, but he's great at setting a foundation. He's great at setting, you know, a, a, a identity for his squad. So you know what you're getting every time you play them. And, and, and that in and of itself is something that you want to know. You always want to know as a team, who are we and what do we do? What is it? If the shots aren't falling, what is something we can lean our hat on? You know? So, you know, that that to me is is some of the biggest things from, from Hawks Media Day that I take away from it. I'd love to hear you guys and your thoughts on Hawks Media Day. What are some things you took away from it? What uh, moments stood out to you? How excited are you for the season, man? Like, you know, like I said, Hawks basketball is almost back. So we got to get ready to cheer on those guys and we'll, and we'll be along for the journey. I'll be covering this team, man. Like I said, regular season starts up, man. We're going to do two shows a week, man. Keep you in the loop with the Hawks and, and see if this team can pull through and, and, and we'll see the journey 
that they're about to take this entire fan base on. And, and I'm excited to see what all ends up happening. But uh, before I let you guys go, like I said, appreciate you tuning in. Let me be part of your day. Don't forget, man, to follow me, like I said, on Twitter at Brycey underscore 2K. Or if you're listening through audio uh, podcasts, B-R-I-C-E-Y underscore 2K. If you want to catch with me for all my Falcons and Hawks takes, um, like I said, no, believe in Hawks. We are here. We're live. We're doing what we do, and we don't keep it up for everybody, all my Hawks fans out there, man. Appreciate all the support and the love that you guys have given me up to this point, man. We're going to keep it going, man. So excited to see what the Hawks happen happens with the Hawks this year, man. But it's your boy, Bryce Lewis. See you next time.